Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Get in the Garage. We're a music podcast. For music lovers. Uh, as always, great show planned for you guys today, but before we begin, like, comment, and subscribe, tell all your friends, and uh, share the podcast and all that stuff. We really, really appreciate it. Also, uh, happy... Uh, Tis the season. Uh, happy <laughs> December holidays. Happy whenever you celebrate. Exactly. Yeah. Happy December, happy, everybody. Happy December. It's the happy we're, we're nearing solstice. the winter solstice. Yeah. So it's called for celebration. But uh, yeah. Uh, so we have a very special episode. Luke, would you like to tell good people what this episode is? Well, yes. We usually do a music review for you, but the days are getting shorter and the musical year is wrapping up, and we thought that we would give you a Beatles extravaganza. We have music news as always. Then we are going to recap one year later the documentary Get Back, the three-part series that premiered on Disney Plus over Thanksgiving of last year. We watched it again over the Thanksgiving holiday, and we are going to talk about it and see how we feel about it a year later. Mm. Then we are going to come back to our wildly successful segment from our audio-only days. We are going to do a Beatles album draft this time we are going to combine two albums we have rubber soul the creative breakthrough and revolver the further creative breakthrough uh and we are going to mix those together they're kind of in the same period and we are going to draft them and make the perfect beatles albums for ourselves who gets the best album we will see it's all coming up it's all on coming an episode up. of getting the garage <laughs> yeah here we're fine The second episode does feel like band practice, though. It's so monotonous. It's hard. The second episode is so monotonous. Oh, uh... Yes. Before we get into the news, (laughs) a lot of toast in, uh... The Beatles get back. So a, much toast. A lot of toasty. We'll get to it. We'll get, we'll to, get it. to it. Um, yes. Yeah, so as <laughs> as Luke said, uh, you know, we open every episode with some music news. Does anybody have any music news that they would like to lead off with? Sad music news. Sad music news. Well, you want to get it up on the um, front. Yeah. R.I.P. Christine McVie. Yes. Um, vocalist, keyboardist for Fleetwood Mac. In my opinion, the best member of Fleetwood Mac. I share um, that opinion. With yes, the, with the band, I think officially starting in like 1970, 1971, but uh, played featured on albums starting like 1968. Um, she sang lead and was the songwriter on over a third of all the stuff she ever participated in. So like mm-hmm. if you just chop it off, chop it up on who is the main person in that band. She kind of took a lot of weight on. Um, great singer, great keyboardist and 79 years old died yeah. today died today yeah november 30th this is quite breaking news it yeah. was on our way home we heard it on the serious mm. satellite radio yeah uh that i got a free child of and it sounds pretty bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> fix your audio guys but uh yeah it was very shocking and she's a very big part of that band mm. and an integral part like so many big hits are sung and written by her yeah. Uh, you know, giant loss because yeah. what a great songwriter. Shout out, listen to Songbird is from Rumors. Um, it's done in one take, and it's uh, her singing and playing piano, and Lindsay Buckingham doing some acoustic strumming. And it's just a beautiful song. Yeah. So that's a particular one. I assume 
that might be like the one that is played at whatever services they have and all that stuff so yeah, we went to go see them. Oh, I can't remember. Jade and I went to go see them. I think I think she came back to the band. 2014 is when yeah. they did the classic lineup thing. Yep. So I think it was for that tour, that promotional sure. tour. We saw them uh, in Hartford, and yeah. they closed with Songbird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, man, when it comes to like deliver, I mean, the whole band delivered really well. Mm. But Christine McVie, it's like once you once I saw them live, I was like. Oh, she's the mm. yeah, she's the one. She's the one. So I have this she cool will be Fleetwood Mac bootleg here where it has Alice in Wonderland on the cover coming through the, the mirror. Mm. Uh, one side of it is before Christine McVie is in the band, and the second half is when she's in the band. Wow. Hence the Alice in Wonderland cover. Sure. Mm. And it's just like a great like entering the mm. era of Fleetwood Mac that she would you know push the band. She really kept the band together for a long long time yeah. and was like the yeah. one of the solid core members the three of them that really trudged and made that band something yeah. after the 60s Fleetwood Mac mm. imploded so yeah you know hard working band great musician yeah sad great rest in peace mm. yeah uh well moving on um i have a piece of music news if uh, if if you want me to start that off uh so Nas and Twenty One Savage, I think we talked about it in the last episode. Nas <laughs> Who's and Twenty One Savage, who's got beef? They had beef because Twenty One Savage said that like Nas was like crusty and old and irrelevant and probably broke or something to that effect. <laughs> broke and uh, um, like irrelevant. That's what it really was. He said he he was irrelevant. Uh, the beef has been squashed. A very short lived beef, but uh, it has formally been squashed. And they're getting together to uh, be on a new song uh, called One Mic One Gun. Um, I'm not sure when it's coming out, but it just <laughs> Jeff's scrunchy face. Uh, I am into this was... man. He should be on Mount Olympus. He shouldn't have even addressed to this shit. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Uh, yeah, but I hope it's a I hope it's a good song. I will 21. say this. Twenty one. I will say this. It's nice to see that like it's it it the effort was put forth to have it be resolved instead sure. of yeah, to yeah. perpetuate a sort of a beef. On this grand scale, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. if he was being, I agree with you that I think he should have just brushed that shit off and not even addressed it. Yeah. But you know, at least it's like a positive outcome. You know, squash and beef. Twenty one. I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have anything music news related? Uh, uh, yeah, Luke can go. No, I Jeff, just have one please, more thing. please go. Uh, well, you know, the latest single by Metallica was released. Oh yeah. <laughs> or excuse uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> called Luxaterna. Um, yeah. it's it's for Metallica's forthcoming album, which is called Seventy Two Seasons, I believe. Yeah. Um, it'll be their first studio album in I think six years. Uh, I listened to it. The song is like it's like yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, the one comment people were like is like, "There's no way that's Lars playing drums," and I read, I, "It's there's no way that's Lars <laughs> playing drums. It's just not. It's all like crazy, crazy sixteenth note double, yeah, bass drums and stuff." But cool, man. Studio is your friend. Trickery, do it. Yeah, I mean, he could be running triggers, too. Yeah. Let's hear it live, because Metallica are a band that just comes out and will play live, and they they do not sound great all the time, and they know it. Oh, they they go for songs? Did you ever see that when it's like, I think it's Rob Trujillo and Kirk Hammett try to do Purple Rain because they're playing, and you're just like... Purple Pain. It was awful. It was really, really bad. Or Wham. No, not Wham, um, but... Take on me, aha! Yes. They did yeah. that one too. Yeah. Um. So whatever it is, what it is, biggest metal band of all time, and you know, if you're just using trickery to make your sixteenth note double 
bass drums, mm. whatever. I don't care. I'll tell you who it's, definitely. It sounds good, so I don't give a shit. But let me just say, I'll tell you who oh. definitely played their instrument, Kirk Hammett, because that solo is wad out. Uh, <laughs> Come on. So I'm just like, get out. Wad like, are you talking about? <laughs> uh, no, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I was the crybaby because I'm like, yo, man. Why <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, yo, 20 like, years sober, man. James Hetfield, though, sounds really good. Yeah. It's James, he's James never sounded better, really. Yeah, and Rob Trujillo. That goes without yeah, saying, yeah. though. He's he's professional. Uh, he's the, he's this the was shit. the first Metallica single I've heard in my adult life since I've been alive. This is the first Metallica single I've heard since I've been alive where I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty Come cool. Come on, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. That's the best one. I just want Fuel 12 times on one album. <laughs> it's called Their Greatest Hits, and it's the same fucking uh, song. Hey, they did give you Fuel on one album. They gave it me Fire. Called, they gave listen, me that, which I desire. It was called Reload. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, I, I, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a hater until I hear what, what it is. I we have, did Nickelback last week, so, so anything's possible. <laughs> I have faith that this is going to be a decent Metallica album. Yeah. I have yeah. faith. I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Luca? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Court is in session. I'm throwing the hammer down. Legal news. So, <laughs> lawmakers, legal experts, they are ratcheting up on Ticketmaster, uh, Senator Dick Blumenthal and Amy Big Klobuchar. Dick. Yeah, Dick Blumenthal from our own Connecticut represent and Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota and Edward Markey from uh, Massachusetts, I believe. Yeah, MA, right? Massachusetts? Yep. There you go. Uh, so they are furthering the investigation of to uh, the monopoly into Ticketmaster. They are asking a, another part of the government to further look into how deep the monopoly is. Um, and we have a statistic into how deep that is. Ticketmaster is more than 80% of the primary ticket sales. So that's eight out of every 10 tickets sold is sold through Ticketmaster. Um, and these senators are looking into it and further investigating. So I thought that was a interesting follow-up from last week's yeah. uh, little, you know, yeah. Uh, Ticketmaster thing. So I wanted to catch up with you, with you guys on that. And I would also like to catch up with Bob Dylan. Oh, where's your guy? You have to. Well, it's not really legal, but. This is not legal news. Potentially. No. So uh, I so want to read. You're going to hear from our lawyers. I want to read a statement. So uh, if you missed last week's show, Bob Dylan sold uh, auto pen signed books and, you know, not real, and they were $600, and they had to refund everyone's money because they weren't a real signature. Uh, but this is the statement Bob Dylan has released since that has all come out. Please respectfully deliver in his voice. Oh, that's so hard, man. Would you like me to do it? I'm a master impressionist. <laughs> okay, okay. We have... Uh, what era of Bob Dylan am I doing, though? It's current. Current? Current. current. We have the first quote up there, and then we have the second paragraph quote. Do you see? Yeah. <laughs> I've been made aware that there's some controversy about signatures on some of my recent artwork prints. More rasp. And on a limited edition of philosophy of a modern song. And I've hand signed each and every art print over the years. And there's never been a problem. He continued. However, in 2019, I had a bad case of vertigo. And it continued into the pandemic years. It ta- Do I have to keep doing this? It takes, yes. it takes a crew of five working in close quarters with me to help enable these signing sessions. And we could not find a safe more and workable, grasp. And workable yeah. way to so, complete it. You sound more like fuck? Fat Albert. <laughs> so anyway. During the, pandem- During the so pandemic. So Bob Dylan yeah. blamed it on the vertigo. 
Um, I understand. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Yeah. He was like pretty much like, you know, yeah. I, I usually sign stuff, and he's like, they came to me, and they were like, everybody does this, it's fine. And he was like, okay. And he was like, it was a bad moment of judgment. And also, he said he was suffering from vertigo. Yeah. Uh, you know, is that the old man's exhaustion? Who knows? Also, auto pen is not. The times they are changing. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Autopen is not like you print, a, you stamp like the thing. Autopen is like a guided robotic thing. Like, it, you know, those self um, programmed like sewing machines and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, right. It's basically right. that. You just you hold it with your hand, but it's programmed to do the shapes. So he, I assume he's sitting at a table just holding on to this thing that's doing the shapes better for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. it's yeah. A, so during the pandemic, it was impossible to sign anything, and the Virgo didn't help. Uh, with contractual deadlines looming, the idea of using an auto pen was suggested to me, along with the assurance that this kind of thing was done all the time in the art and literary world. Uh, but he found out that it really kind of isn't. Yeah. So, uh, that how was many a, copies was it? I mean, ton, it had to be tons. He's Bob Dylan. You get like six hundred dollars. How many people have six hundred dollars, and you just get but, a Bob Dylan autograph? But do we? So do we think it's? Because I'm just thinking about how like much 2, time things. Copies, I would imagine. I would imagine something like but that. But two thousands is two so three. is too intense to do. I mean, it's a lot, but yeah, I don't know. It would that, take that like vertigo. a whole. Fu- it would take a whole fucking weekend. I bet. Yeah. Oh yeah. So to I do get two thousand signatures. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just like table after. It's like imagine respect to you. Bob imagine Bob. three thousand books in here. Yeah. I mean, there's three thousand records in here. It did say you needed like a team of five people. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Divide and conquer. Nine hundred books. Oh. Oh, come on, Bob. Uh, that, well, the vertigo is not that bad. <laughs> it's right on the line. Um, <laughs> of rest of the development, who's got the vertigo? Oh, Lucille 2. Uh, Lucille 2's got the vertigo. Read me the specials. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> Whatever. People get their money back or they'll get the real deal. Bob, He's Bob a man Dylan. of his word. Read me the specials. Read me the specials. <laughs> Club sauce. Oh, did you guys see the beef going on with uh, the Journey band members? Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Uh, so Journey band band members, uh, Jonathan Kane and Neil Scone. Is that how you say his name? Sean. Thank you. Uh, face Ooh. off in court over credit card use. So um, corporate accounts. Jonathan mm. is uh, suing Neil because uh, Neil has been spending too much money, according to Jonathan, because he is in some kind of financial trouble and is racking up debt on the Fans' corporate card, according to Jonathan, according to Neil. Oh my! According to Neil, Journey needs a new keyboard player, and Jonathan needs to go. So, um, those are the two longest members of that band. Yeah, the yeah the only two original members of Journey. Well, Kane's only been in since the late seventies, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so that's only only forty five years. Only forty five years. <laughs> a measly forty five years. So that yeah. is pretty intense going on at the moment. Uh, yeah. Yes, Alex. Over a million spent on the corporate credit card. God, that ain't nothing, man. That's what he spent on cocaine in 1975. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, that was pretty crazy. And the crazier thing is they're going on tour uh, very soon, which I also Gotta make that money back. was even more outrageous. So they're going on tour next year and they're having this litigation <laughs> while they're current, currently uh, about to tour. It, that seems like an absolute nightmare. I can't imagine going to rehearsals. But um, yeah, sounds fun for everybody. Um, the U.S. tour starts January twenty seventh. There'll be journeys featuring Jonathan Jonathan Kane. That's yeah. what it'll be. He's gonna be the Richard Wright <laughs> yeah, of Journey. It'll just now. be his own thing. Um, so to piggyback a little bit off of what Jeffrey was saying with Metallica, did you see that Metallica is headlining for what will be a pretty massive 
uh, stadium tour. Not a massive stadium, you know, not a lot of stadiums. But uh, and Pantero is on the bill. Pantera, for those who don't know, Dimebag Daryl, Vinnie Paul, the two brothers and founding members of Pantera since passed away. And uh, we were talking about how it's like, is it fair to call it Pantera? I mean, it's Rex Brown and Phil Anselmo, Zach Wilds on drums, and I'm sorry, Zach Wilds on guitar, and then the drummer is the dude from Anthrax. Like his name escapes me. But um, Alex gets that name. But it's like that whole thing where it's like, you know, would it have been better off if it was like a tribute to Pantera instead of calling themselves Pantera? You know, I don't know. Apple, it seems apples weird. and opals are the same. I suppose. I guess it's gonna be like it's like, but it, it's yes. Charlie Bonanti. Thank, Thank you. Uh, yeah. It they got the right members to fill the slots. I feel. Um, yeah, longtime friends of the two guys who died. So. Yes, so yeah. I mean, it is cool in some sense, um, you know, but it's it's kind of like it's kind of weird, but kind of like whatever. Yeah. I mean, they got at least they got giant names. They didn't get like nobodies. They got like the people. Yeah, Zach Wilde is probably the only. They should the just tour it as Spanish Panther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. With the same letters. Yeah, <laughs> same font. Um, but you know, that's the. I, I mean, don't know. That... Maybe the, maybe they'll tour and like become like some kind of like rest in peace tribute thing. It's like the Grateful Dead man. It's like yeah, it's, it's the Dead and Company idea. It's that of, thing. Pantera I, and Company. <laughs> with John Mayer on guitar. Dude, <laughs> <Yeah>. he <laughs> needs a game. Yeah, I know. He's about to get replaced. It's a complete different switch up for his style, so, you know, you never know. Anyway, that's, you know, that's the extent of my ramblings about that. I don't know. It's just, you know. That was 40-year-old white guy ramblings. Yeah, I know. What, <laughs> what can the you fuck, do? Man? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Have some bro? respect for fallen legends. Yeah, man. It's Dimebag Daryl. He's, I, I love Dimebag Daryl. Anyway, uh, any more music news? I have no more music news. Jeffrey? No? no? All right, all right. Let's no. uh, let's move on then. Let's get back. Let's get back. Get back. So around this time get last back. year, The Beatles Get Back, directed by Peter Jackson, uh, was released on Disney Plus, and we talked about it back then, and now like it's kind of like a year later looking back. It's exactly what do we think? been a year later. It's Yeah. It's not kind of been. <laughs> Well, no, it's, I mean, it's mostly you're, been. You're like, it's, it's kind of been. been a year later. I was yeah. like, it's been exactly one year later. Yeah. So, but looking back, you know, like, what do we think? What did, you know, what did we pick up? Maybe a little bit. It's not going to be a deep dive, but, you know, uh, some interesting stuff, some interesting insight into the Beatles, you know? Um, I was, so the first time I watched it, I was like, oh my God. So I didn't have that, like, the second time I watched it because I've seen it before. So kind yeah. of the shock and awe. Uh, went away. I think I watched it like three times last like November oh, like, when it came out. That's why I went nuts with it because I watched it this time. I was like shock and awe, a, oh. plen- a plenty. Yeah, but I only watched it the one time last year. Right. I went yeah. pretty hard the first uh, viewing session last year. Like really went and like watched it multiple times. Mm. So this was kind of like I was looking for other things. I was mostly watching other people as opposed to watching like the Beatles like I had first had yeah. or like was more like looking around the room. Sure. Because I'd been like, okay, I kind of like had focused on this before. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I saw some like interesting things and I really enjoyed that like viewing of it, like looking around at other things going on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I especially was kind of like, because I've only really, I watched it once last year, and then this was the second viewing for me. And it's like, <laughs> I guess I forgot how, you know, when George and Paul are kind of like button heads, I'm like, oh, yeah, they were really like, George was just like, I don't know what you want me to do, man. What do you want me to do? You know, and 
Paul's just like, well, just do what I would do. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not you. I can't do what you would do. I can only do what I can do. He's like, I'm a fucking hack. You know, I mean, <laughs> it, he was li- limited. Lim- let's say limited at the time. You know, his guitar chops are, it's you a know. Joke. Um, it's a joke. So it's just, yeah. it was interesting to just watch that play out. And then after the mm. fact, you know, like the microphone that's hidden in like the flower pot when George and uh, when John and Paul are talking about George. And then there, and, and Paul's very like, like, yeah, I guess I was like a certain kind of way. And John was like, I guess I was a certain kind of way too. And, you know, it was interesting. It was, it was interesting to hear them just have like a real conversation. That's kind of like a conflict, but trying to resolve it and trying to, you know, like to see they were them healthy communicating, I guess was, it was, it was an interesting thing to, to watch again. Yeah. What did you? Uh... Oh, I loved it. Um, first thing that sticks out to me is you turn it on and it's like a f- fucking magic trick how clear it looks and how the colors look and just like a lot of a lot of shit you watch from that period in time seems like fake like too much color and this is like you're in the room with these dudes and you know people in general um it's it's crazy to see the dynamics of a band especially the band that is the biggest band that's ever been a band Mm -hmm. um it's crazy that these are all dudes who are not even 30 yet and they're like so like road worn and just like jaded of the whole being ultra celebrities thing and like churning out music. Um, the creative process is still just so, so cool to see just as a musician. Um, Cause we've all been in the room where you're writing something and you're figuring something out and you, some guy has a song idea and you're like, well, I think I could make this a little better, but how do I go about like kind of adding stuff or telling him like, can we change this chord? And you see like, them work shit out um yeah you i this viewing i really noticed like i super was like i, I was hyper focused in the first episode to look at how much they were ignoring george mm-hmm. and like george really does come in and does like a kind of tap dance for them mm-hmm. and you can kind of see like their ego kind of all battling a little bit because he comes in he like He's like, this is a Dylan song you haven't even heard yet. Mm. And he, like, plays them a Dylan song they haven't heard yet, which is, like, yeah. And then he plays him. They play. He plays uh, All Things Must Pass. And he has, he has, like, stuff, like, ready to, like, rock and go. And the other two, like, Lennon comes in with, like, Don't Let Me Down and almost nothing else. And... <clears throat> Paul really has stuff, but he's not like super willing to like soup in with stuff yet. And they ignore George, all of George's stuff. Like, yeah. so they just like ignore, ignore. Cause he has like stuff to work on. Like he, he brings in, um, I me mine run day. Right. Yeah. And that's the big one where Lennon comes in and there's this big conflict like happening on the camera, but it's like hard to pick up where and how it's happening. Cause like Lennon's like, we don't write dance music. I think I said this last year when we did this, but he's like, we were not a dance band. We don't write like waltz music. Mm. Right. And they have a song perfectly ready to like work on and like finish right there. But they like half work on it and then ignore it because Lennon's like, I don't want to deal with this. But also it's, you could see it's because John Lennon has no music. He has like, he's sitting there with like zero songs. And so it's almost like his jealousy to be like, I don't want to work on anything. Even though Harrison has like finished pieces. And yeah. he's just like, it seems like he's so jealous. And then Paul just feeds into it and is like, yeah, I don't want to work on it either, man. I want to work on my stuff. Yeah, it's weird. We were talking about how it seems like 
yeah, Paul has like this allegiance to collaborating with John. And when George kind of like comes in, he's kind of like, well, I don't collaborate with you, man. I collaborate with right. John and we just tell you what to do. This is kind of the drill. You know what I mean? Right. Because like the thing is that you can clearly see like and it's reference like uh, Lennon is saying it himself like Lennon's like, I'm doing heroin. And <laughs> yeah. the band's like, hey, can we not talk? Like, there's a scene where Paul's like, hey, can we not talk about this out loud? Where Peter Sellers, the actor, comes and visits them for a minute. Yeah. And, like, Lennon makes everybody really uncomfortable because he was just like, I was up really late last night because I was really high. Really high. And then, like, Paul's like, hey, can you not do this in front of everybody? Yeah. Um, but you could see he's, like, going through something. And instead of, like, going to the person that's, like, actively, like, becoming a great songwriter he like sticks with the f person that's like really faltering yeah. in their approach yeah and it's it's i mean that's just like hyper viewing but that was you for know. for ultra fans of john lennon this must have been somewhat disappointing to watch his documentary because he's like just there but he's not really adding much of much i completely he, agree he, he he's fun when he's fun and like playing all the Chuck Berry stuff and like having a good time. But the times where it is kind of like them working on stuff, he's kind of just like literally like with his head down as like Yoko like rubs his back and you're yeah. like, yeah, this guy was just out to lunch, which is yeah. how it was. Like it's, it's, it's realistic. So yeah, it's interesting. How do you feel about that conversation in the flower pot where Lennon goes, I was the leader. Now, now you're you the leader. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that's the moment where they're like, he's like, yeah, I was the leader of this band. I don't want to be the leader of this band anymore. You're the leader of this band. Just yeah. do it. I have no interest. Yeah. Just yeah. take it over. Yeah. Um, it's true. Yeah. 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 And I just, I also just to maybe like bring the mood a little bit lighter. I love just like, uh, you, you were talking about uh very uh, flamboyantly dressed, sleepy eyed Ringo star, just kind of oh, hanging yeah. out half asleep in the background, like the whole time, just like <laughs> first one to show up to most days. Yeah. Ready to rock sitting up on his riser. Just like, yeah. Tell me what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. But you could see he was just yeah. like, there were moments when they were all like doing their thing amongst each other where he's just like, so bored of it that he's like, all right, and you know, can we just like fucking play the songs? God damn it! Best moment of that is I think Long and Winding Road, and mm. he's like asleep with his like asleep on his head on the back <laughs> riser, and Paul's like, yeah, there wouldn't really be much drums here, would there? And he's just like, clonged <laughs> out. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, there really wouldn't be much drums here, huh? Um, it's a, a good just to throw out a, a funny, fun Ringo quote is uh, right after George like quits the band. Spoiler alerts here. After George like quits the band, um, there's a flower delivery for George, and it comes in, and they are all, all kind of like having to laugh at it or whatever, and they're like. Did you like India Ringo? And he's just like, not really, no. And he just kind of like brushes his hair back and stuff because you're just like, yeah, you know, he he clear he did never like the India thing. Also, it's really funny uh, where um, director Michael Hogg is like like pestering them, like we we need to go somewhere else. We need to go somewhere else. And Ringo is like sitting next to him. He's like, I just farted. <laughs> <laughs> It's like one of my favorite moments because it's like you could clearly see he's just like I don't really like you that much. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, that guy is. Oh, we got to do it on a boat. Let's do it on like, a boat. He's almost insufferable. Yeah, the he's whole like, time when he's just he just has a need to like be ideas, 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 but also like kissing ass the whole time. It's mm -hmm. like I get it, huge biggest band ever, but 
Yeah. yeah, he's annoying. My favorite background characters are like uh, Glenn, Glenn Johns. Glenn Johns. Glenn Johns. And, Fur coat uh, master. And what's his name? Mal Evans. Yeah. Come on. Mal. He's the he's the MVP. He's, he's like the, the road manager, roadie. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mal made so much toast. How much toast that man must have and made And you know what, though? He, Mal looked, like he, was, tea he looked like he was really happy to be making toast oh, and tea I for bet. the Beatles. He's just like, I'm, he, I'm hanging out with the Beatles, man. He's happier than picking shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? But... Um, um, Hitting, hitting the hammer on and he's just Maxwell's like, silver hammer. Glenn Johns, <laughs> when he's talking to John Lennon about Alan Klein, and he's like, have you talked to Alan Klein? And John's yeah. like, yeah, he's great. And he's like, oh. Spoiler alert, he wasn't great. He's not no. a great dude. <laughs> no. Um, it's, and he's just like, oh, because he's like a horrible person. He's like saying in a very nice way that Alan Klein's like oh, insufferable to be around. And yeah. John Lennon's just like, yeah, I'm not going to hear any of that. And it's like so – it's so funny. It's yeah. one of the funniest scenes ever. Well, that to watch that play out, right? Like the precursor to them going – and they're like talking about it like when it's still an idea. And you're just like, no. You're like, don't <laughs> you're like shouting do it that. from the back. You're like, don't do it. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. No. What I liked on this viewing was how it's the three episodes – and it's very much like setting the table, meeting the characters, tension, uh, what's going on. And then it kind of breaks. Second episode, it's like real drama and reconciliation, really working on stuff and trying to get their shit together. And then the third episode is like straight off the bat. It's like let the good times roll. The whole third episode yeah. is just like all smiles, all jokes, all good things. And then they do the concert for the last half hour of that third episode. Yeah. And it's like, yo, this shit's... It's very neatly uh, constructed. Yeah, that's Peter Jackson for you, though, man. There was like, there is like a lot of like nice, like segmented things in there. I also love the second episode's monotony of band practice. Like, there's that whole like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, guys, start, like, stop, let's play start, it for the twelfth time. Stop, Why stop. do we make the same fucking chord mistake on this? That yeah. feeling for like yeah. somebody that hasn't been at like a band practice mm. is like, it's that feeling. You're just like, oh yeah, yep. Yeah, like that's that feeling, and for other yeah. people to get to experience that is just like really <laughs> wonderful. Like all these things, like being that everybody yeah. that's been in a band has some like aspect of these things happen. Yeah, and it's really interesting to be like, oh yeah, yeah like that's that's what's going on here, and yeah. this is what's going on. Yeah, it's really um, like that. Yeah, yeah. Another moment I love framed is like when Paul and Linda first walk in, and Paul is playing all these songs that he wrote about Linda in front of her. And she knows that they're mm. about her because they're referencing things they've done together. Yeah. But nobody in the room knows what he's singing about. And it's this like beautiful moment is where she's taking pictures of him. And then it shows the picture that she just took of him. Yeah. One of the best moments Great moment. of the whole yeah. thing for me. Linda's the best. Yeah. yeah. The They'd lovely, only been together. Linda. I, I don't even think a whole year. I right. think like nine months or something. Yeah. And he plays backseat in my car for her. And it's just like, oh, it's so it's so beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Um, a good Ringo moment is when Linda brings um, Heather, her, her daughter, uh, Paul's adopted daughter uh, later on. And she's playing with the band. She's playing hi-hats while Ringo's playing. And, it's, and at one point, like Paul says something about like, yeah, I just don't think it needs to be that heavy on the hi-hats. And Ringo like, looks at the little girl. Like, does this idiot even know that you're the one playing this right now? Like, he's not even paying attention. He's so in his, like, we got to get the song right there. He doesn't even realize like, who's playing what. Yeah, there's like a child just yeah. like, bang, bang. Well, that's like Also, the- oh, yo- another good one is Yoko's going. Oh. And then it, it just cuts to the little five-year-old girl. And she's like. 
<laughs> and then like two minutes later, she's yawning in the microphone and John Lennon's like, Yoko, like, let's just do a great job, man. <laughs> Sounds just like you. Oh man, Yoko just just scowling all over this yeah, thing. Yeah, I love Heather Mystery. and Linda. And the background characters are so like in I love when yeah. um I always want to know what Yoko and Linda are talking about in that mm. scene where they're like gossiping back and forth. You're mm. like, oh, what are they talking about? Yeah, that always interests me. You could tell they wanted to know what they were talking yeah. about. Yeah, they would move the overhead mics too. Did you notice that the conversation mics a lot of times, like when uh, Glenn Johns would walk in mm. or um, oh, Beatles producer when he George co- Martin uh, George, George Martin, Martin finally comes into like rescue the sessions because they're not going that well yeah um and he would like grab the mic and like move it away so like you can't pick up what they're talking about yeah it's a couple of good scenes uh how about every time the beatles tell george martin or glenn johns to like get fucked or get ben in like a really fun way uh john let when um he's like hey let's take a few takes like consecutively he's like all right and then he just starts playing like chuck berry or he's, he's like, yeah. John, do you have any more songs you want to do for the day? And he's like, yep. And he plays like blue suede shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, they're like sitting in the control room like, oh, my God. And then they're like, okay, you guys done? And he's like, yeah, I'm done. And he plays like high heel sneakers again for like the 80th time. And you're like, God damn it, man. I, I, I got love for all the characters, but John Lennon. I just a lot of rolled eyes when I watch it because I'm yeah. like this guy was so in his own thing. And now Whatever. your special guest for the <laughs> you evening. You can really tell though, like <laughs> the Rolling Stones. Oh, so great! Yeah, but he keeps saying that over and over again. Yeah, just peppered in the a copy of Beggar's Banquet that's just sitting on the floor the entire time when they're at the Apple Studios. When he's on, he's on. Yeah, and yeah, the band dynamics thing, man. You know, Paul McCartney just trying to get this fucking thing over the mountain and. He's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and the other thing too is too a lot much of too often. A lot of Paul's arrangements come in fully baked. So the thing yeah. is, he just has to get everybody to agree to the bake, and and he that, bakes them fast. If they aren't fully baked, he gets that shit. The yeah. crazy thing Half is, hour later. yeah, go back to like the first episode mm-hmm. and like watch like um uh get back uh on our mm-hmm. way home. Uh, two of us. Two of us yeah. He's got two of us done mm-hmm. when he shows up. It's yeah. just getting the rest of the band to buy into what he wants to do. Yeah. That's where you're just like, oh, okay. That's like, it takes a month. Yeah. Second viewing, um, M- Beatle MVP. Beatle MVP, second viewing. Uh, Luke, you, if you want to go first. I'm going to say Beatle MVP is George. Okay. Who's yours? I'm going to say Ringo. Nice. I'm going to say Paul. How about how about background characters MVP? Uh, background characters, uh, supporting I, actors. We'll say. Uh, I'm gonna go Linda. I really like yeah, Linda. Yeah, I love viewing. Linda. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, road manager. I always Mal Evans. Mal Evans. Yeah, Mal you know is what? my man. I'm going Billy Preston because I oh. never, I I always forget yes. how much fucking keyboards that dude played on all yeah. these songs, and when he comes in, it's like. Skies open up. Mm-hmm. Can I, uh, yeah. real fast, but a great moment if to look up uh, mm-hmm. when the cops come up on the roof and they're playing Get Back, mm-hmm. Billy Preston does not realize that the cops are standing right behind him. Mm-hmm. And Paul it keeps making him going, like, Look behind you. And he keeps turning around. Like, and then Billy, it, man. And then Billy, <laughs> yes. He's just like, Yeah, man, this is great. And then he's like, No, look. And then the, he looks up and he goes, Oh, 
fuck. Like, he's like, there's cops behind me. And then while that's happening, Mal is shutting off the guitar amps, and George is getting, like, more and more pissed. And he's just like, no, fuck this. Because Lennon won't do it, and he just goes over, and he turns on all the amps, and he tells Mal to like go yeah. yeah go away it's very very fun moment how, yeah. how about how about um if you could have a piece of musical gear from this what would you choose oh man uh i'm gonna say it's the key, uh billy preston's keyboard oh the 73 the roads oh, yeah it's yeah. Okay. it's beautiful yeah uh i'll go oh i gotta go with that rosewood telly man yeah, that all okay. rosewood telecaster george harrison's guitar it's so nice um, man it is so nice i like the bass six that john lennon plays when he's playing all his bass oh parts. Yeah, yeah 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 the fender uh yeah, yeah that thing's dope too <laughs> lennon you could tell when him and george have to play that thing they're like I fucking hate this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. They're so annoyed that they have to play yeah. the bass. Yeah. Um, They're just like, come on, Paul, just fucking play bass, man. He's like, I'm already, I'm trying to play two pianos at the same time, <laughs> motherfuckers. Someone has to play something in this goddamn band besides me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Have you even seen it yet? And if you haven't, you should watch it and then comment below and tell us what you Yo, think. It is straight up. I've seen a lot of music documentaries. This is easily my favorite music documentary. Oh, easily. It's, ever. The best. it's long, but it's fucking it's well. It's almost worth it. as good as some kind of monster. Give it a review. Give it a rating. Oh, it's a, a fucking a ten point five. Yeah, yeah, it's ten, ten, it's a, ten on ten. Yeah. A million. Um, yeah. Would you watch a longer version of it? If this was like twelve hours long, yes. would you watch Sign it? Sign me up. Hell yeah. Sign I would watch the uh, any long cut of this. I wish I had ten hours worth of footage for every single Beatles album that was ever made. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch all of them. This is what just is like just under eight hours. If if this was oh, a I, ten no, it's part, six. I thought this was six. One, two, three, four, five, six, right? Oh, no, because no, one of the right. episodes is almost three hours. Oh, yeah, really? one's like two hours and fifty minutes. And one's one like is, over two and a half. Yeah, yeah, and the other one is just over, over two. two. Oh yeah, I think, the third, I think the last episode is just over two. I, yeah, this could have been twice as long. Yeah, I would have watched. Yeah, I'd watch any length of this. Yeah, because it just looks so good. It sounds so good. It reveals so much. It changes the perspective on that period of time. Like I always thought the band was so much different. Right, and like, yeah, shows and it shows you. I think the reality yeah. that we, I, we spoke about it too, which you're just kind of like, yeah, they're the Beatles, right? Arguably one of the greatest bands, if not the greatest band ever, and like they still had a hard time writing songs sometimes. And we think of them in such high regard as being like these master songwriters, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of like farting around a lot of the time. And you're like, oh yeah, like they have a process. They have to write the song, you know? Like yeah. it's interesting perspective, but uh, but yeah, let us know what you think in the comments below. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to hit you with the Beatles song draft. Beatles, Beatles, Beatles. Beatles, Beatles. We'll be right back. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Hoffner Guitars. I have here the Hoffner Shorty. It is a full-scale, travel-sized guitar. You can find this and all of their products at HoffnerGuitars.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back to get in the garage we're a music podcast for music lovers uh so onward we go uh we're like luke said we're bringing back an old school segment uh i think it was last year did we do it last year or was no, the year this before was like two years ago two years ago we did an album draft it's an audio only but if you feel so inclined go ahead check it's it out we did episode. an album draft of the beatles white album good episode um so jeffrey would you like to reiterate which albums we're covering yes this time? we are covering the middle period classics rubber soul and revolver they are the beatles sixth and seventh albums they were released uh rubber soul december of 1965 revolver in august of 1966 
Uh, they are both 14 tracks long. They are both almost identical running times, 34 minutes, 59 seconds, 35 minutes, and one second. So they are like the twin sisters of the middle of the Beatles catalog. Yeah. They are the albums that made them from the boy band, rockabilly, rock and roll type of sound into like, oh, these dudes are doing like a lot of different stuff. They're taking a lot of risks, a lot of leaps, a lot of creative uh, freedom. Uh, so these are most people's like very highly regarded albums. Yeah. In my opinion, these are easily two of the four best Beatles albums. Two best five. <laughs> I don't know white album. I think I like less than both of these. So yeah. two of the best four. In my yeah, opinion. yeah. Um, and um, yeah, these are the albums that were released uh, right before the Beatles stopped touring. Their final tour of the U.S. was in August of 1966, right when Revolver was released. And then they never played live for anybody except for people who were looking up at a rooftop and going, who the fuck is playing music right now? So. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So we're going to do a snake style. Yeah, we're going to take so to take songs. We got 28 total songs between the two albums. We will each be choosing nine, and we'll have one left over as the least wanted. And... Uh, Here's how we're going to do this. Throw out a one or a two. On shoot, Odd okay. Man Out goes first and sixth. Ready? One, two, three, shoot. Mike has the first and sixth pick. Now Luke and I go one rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh. Luke goes second, I second and fifth, and I go third and fourth. All right. Let's do it. So Let's Mike, do it. Luke, <sighs> then me, All and right. back, back, back. Here we and go. And Ale Alex will be keeping track because this may get confusing. <laughs> but we'll try our best <laughs> yes. just to place through this. I've got the order. My you got cool. The, yeah. And we're just okay. going to like shout our pick, a little reason why. Bada bing, bada boom. All right. Uh, for my first pick, I'm going to go. Yellow submarine, yellow submarine. I'm going to go with a George Harrison cut. I'm going to go. Ah. It's the first track on Revolver. It's sure. one of my favorite Beatles songs of all time. One of my favorite Harrison songs of all time. The song is Tax. Man, sax man, sax man, sexy sax man, taxi tax man. Um, I love this song. I think it's so funny that it's really just George Harrison being angry because he has to pay taxes. Oh, quintessential angry George. You know, always. Yeah. You know, uh, if you uh, take a walk, I'll tax the street. If it, you know, it's cold outside, I'll tax the heat. It's, uh, it's just fun lyrics, but also just kind of like saying like "fuck you" to the tax man. So great uh, wonky blues song too. Yeah, it's just, just a doom doom. Great weird Paul like, solo. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's awesome. So cool. uh, so there we go. Tax man. Good pick, pick. number I one. I respect it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Luca. Okay, uh, I am going to go off of uh, Rubber Soul, and I'm going to also pick a George Harrison song. It's my Ooh, favorite song. Whoa! Record. If I needed someone, I love whoa. the harmonies on the song. I love the twelve string Rickenbacker on the song. It is like the wow. Beatles. It's George Harrison heard the b birds and went, I can do that better. I also love um, George's lyrics on this song. Some of the best. My favorite song off Rubber Soul. If I need somebody, George Harrison. There Beatles. you go. Right. There you have it. All right, Jeffrey. Let's go. That's, that's the, what was the pick you did from White Album about the sheepdog? Oh, Martha, my yeah. dear. <laughs> that's the Martha, my dear honorary pick. My I favorite. love it. I respect it. Yeah. Um, my number, my first pick is. Uh, the psychedelic closer of Revolver, Tomorrow Never Knows. It's like the song that yeah. is going to catapult them into their weird Sgt. Pepper's psychedelic phase. Um, tape loops and craziness and wash of sound effects and just droniness. Um, yeah, my first pick. Uh, my second pick, I'm going with my heart. I'm going straight off my list right here. I'm not going to cheat or falter. 
it's like my favorite simple melancholy song by the Beatles. It is track 10 off of Revolver. It's a Paul McCartney song called For No One, which is just mm-hmm. piano, vocals, and there's like a there's a French horn solo in the middle and at the end. Uh, and that's my Martha, my dear pick. That is a, the, a very quintessential <laughs> Jeff Beatles pick. <laughs> uh, all right, for my next pick, I'm going to... No, we go to Luke. It's me. It's oh. Luke. oh, yes, that's right. That's right. I'm it sorry. It's my turn, and I am okay. going to go oh. with another my song that you guys are probably going to uh, crank your head at. I'm going to go with I'm Only Sleeping off of... Oh, respect. No, I respect. Off of uh, Revolver. I love this song. I used to listen to it when I woke up in the morning to get to work every fucking day, and it would make me more tired. Yeah, of course it would. <laughs> Luke's, Luke's double-fisting energy drinks listening yeah. to a sleepy song. Uh, <laughs> I would literally listen to this song, and um, I'm so tired off of uh, White Album, yeah, like back-to-back, right. because I just love <laughs> the guy. A-B of like Lennon just being like, I'm fucking sleepy, man. Um, <laughs> so... I love that song and I love being sleepy and it, uh it might be the best like first sound in a Beatles song where it's just that like droopy like strum yeah. and it's like whoa we're instantly into this song yeah. it's so good also shout out to that yawn before the instrumental break that <laughs> yeah, I, I yes. just realized yeah. Paul McCartney does he goes ah. <laughs> like, it's, it's amazing wow. A good pick. Uh, All right, another uh, another Mike pick here. All right, uh, I'm gonna go back the, to backs. I'm gonna go in the similar fashion uh, as I did uh, with the my first pick, Revolver. I'm gonna go with the album opener for Rubber Soul this time. I'm gonna go with Drive My Car. Ah, you stole it. Sorry, I love uh, that song, man. I love the bass tone on it. Uh, Luke and I, I were talking. This is kind of like the first time that you really hear like a big, giant, woolly bass tone from Paul McCartney, uh, and the choice to. Baby, you can drive. And the piano hits oh and everything like God. that. Like boom, I boom, 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 and the beep 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 beep. Yeah, yeah. the harmonize. It's just the best, man. It's the best. Like guitar solo. Like it's uh, so good. Played by Paul, by the way. Yes, right. Played by Paul. Yeah, that was number uh, three on my full list. Oh, I, love, it? I love that song. Yeah, it's so oh good, right? Can I give you original lyric to that song? Sure. That showed up. <laughs> you can mow my lawn. <laughs> uh, 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 Baby, buy you diamond rings, and uh, he showed up to it, it to the thing, and he went, "That's what I got." And Lennon uh, went, "You can't use diamond ring again. Every song, you you can't use guy. it again." Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "I know, I know." And uh, <sighs> supposedly Lennon came up with the euphemism, "Drive my car." Yeah, yo, it is of their of their like bubble gum, you know, bluesy it's, rock stuff. It's the fuck. It's the pinnacle, I think. Yeah, the, it's, it's so, so good. good the bass tone on it so is so good. The, yeah. It's uh, amazing. Really great sounding record. Uh, so good. I got a second pick then, yes, right? Yes, you do. All right. I'm going to go with another one. This may be a curveball. Maybe not. I was singing it today all day at work. Not all day, onion. but for a decent amount. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Nowhere, man. I like the. Okay. I, I do like Nowhere. Okay. She's a, you know, he's a real yeah. Nowhere. This is man. a high school favorite for me. You know, yeah. It's just so good. Like, it's like and even when it goes Nowhere, man. That's the, the best part. That's the best part. Like that stuff. Like, it's so good. The harmonies, uh, the, like the three-part harmonies on yeah. Rubber Soul, the singing on Rubber Soul is yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's just it's luscious, yeah. you know. And the idea of Nowhere Man making all those Nowhere plans with nobody, you know, it's like that's I just, the young John Lennon theme song right there. That, yeah, yeah, right, that right. But I just love that, you know. Yeah. It's it's introspective too. It's kind of like it's isn't early he a li- like introspective. You, 
Yeah, you know, it's because he's got making the metaphor, you know, that we're like, you know. So anyway, Nowhere Man. Yeah, a poppier melody for a John Lennon song. Mm -hmm. It's a really good song. All right, Luca. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with, I think, John Lennon's best song of the early period or like his move into. I think I know what it is. I'm going to go with In My Life. This is like a big move for John Lennon. I don't know. This is one of the best songs he ever wrote. Um, period, I think. Uh, shout out to the harpsichord solo that's sped up, that's played by... Which is a piano. Oh, it, yes, it's you're a piano right. sped up to sound like harpsichord. Played George by Martin, producer. George Martin. Thank you. The real musician in the group. Yes. <laughs> the <old> um, man. <laughs> so I love that song. Again, yeah. introspective, a look back at your life from a young man, which is mm. very interesting. Classic song, people often play it you know mm. when somebody passes away or something sentimental is happening so um i really love it and one of the first john lennon songs that got like got me hooked i would love the song when i was yeah. like, in high school in the conversation for greatest beatles song of all time i think so it's it's in the top five i mean that's when the you'd one. ask that's, a person you know yeah it's like yeah it's at every wedding it's a slow dance at every wedding yeah you know one of those yeah a young man who went through a lot of young life tragedy and you could see yeah. on rubber soul that lennon was maybe the pushing still yeah the better songwriter mm. than paul and then mm. soon would flip right yeah. about the next record yeah with maybe this song which is a song featuring pretty much just vocals and a string ensemble oh. my next pick is eleanor rigby uh off of revolver um yeah, this is maybe the song that took them from being a rock band into like, oh, these guys are like doing some experimentation and yeah. going in a different direction. Yeah. Um, and it's just, that's oh, another that's one. Awesome. It's it's in the conversation of what is the greatest Beatles song. It's yeah. always mentioned up there. Yep, yep. Um, it As wasn't going to be high on my list, but going through all these stuff, I was like, yeah, I got, I got respect for like one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Even, yeah. I remember the first time I heard this, shout out to the Beatles one compilation that we talked about last Same. week. When yeah. this song plays on that compilation, oh, yeah. you're like, you're like, you're like, something's happened. Cause yeah. like, you're like, it's like, we all live. And then it's like, dum, dum, dum. And you're just like, yeah. oh, and like, it's so existential for like a child. Yeah. And you're like, what the yeah, fuck is going on? Yeah, I remember the first on? time I heard that song too, one, man. one is chronological, yeah. which is why it's a great, greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I mean, I remember where I was, what I was doing when I like first heard. Mm-hmm. When I, I mean, I'm sure I had heard this before, but mm-hmm. the first time I had really heard it, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, what? This is the Beatles? And the new mix, it sounds even so much better. Yeah. The new mix, which we reviewed a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, And my next back-to-back pick, um, I think I first fell in love with this song because of the cover version that was featured on the I Am Sam Sam soundtrack, which I think was done by Eddie Vedder, if my memory serves me. But it's from Rubber Soul. It's I'm Looking Through You. Yeah. I just love the acoustic, uh, strummy song. And then in the breaks, it has that like psychedelic organ. And you're like, oh, yes, it is 1965. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just a great kind of like rollicking, just banger, man. I love that song. Yeah. So, yeah. Very good. Very good. All right. Back to you, Luke, right? Yes, sir. I'm going to go with, I believe, the maybe like the first power pop song ever written, uh, And Your Bird Can Sing, oh, off yeah, of Revolver. Good song. Good song. The harmonized guitar solos 
are like mind blowing. It's the harmonizing vocals are amazing. Mm. Everything about this song, I love. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what the song's about <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. but I think it's a dick joke based on my research. Do you think so? Yeah, because yeah, it's either a bird like a woman or a bird like a dick. Yeah. Because Frank Sinatra famously used to call his dick his bird. And this was like in response to him saying like the Beatles were a bunch of young hacks who couldn't play their instruments. Oh. So that's the possible. That at the end, the... Um, Really fantastic playing. And one of my favorite genres of music, power pop. I feel like this is the quintessential power pop template. So And that song sounds like like... You know, the Beatles, a lot of people now listen to the Beatles and it's kind of ragged and, you know, a lot of you can tell where they make edits into the song stuff. But that song is like so crispy, clean. Like it sounds like it could have come out in the 90s or something. Like it's it's very well done. Yeah, like Revolver has a couple different like recording mm. sounds on right. it. Like I'm Only Sleeping is like right, really right. funky where that one is like so you're right so crispy yeah and all like the vocals on it are all like still sharp where yeah. it sounds like you're like oh this kind of c- could have been like a decade later yeah yes like yeah, in the mid good. 70s yeah i love that song it, it and yeah it is about nonsense <laughs> like, yeah um okay so i get two right <laughs> yep um, don't steal mine I, I i don't know is she said she said taken no all right so i'm gonna go for she said she said good ringo drumming yeah, I just like this tune. I like the same thing. It's kind of got like this lazier, laid backy kind of like jangly guitar thing and like that nice big, you know. It seems like we're some big Lennon fans over here. Yeah, I, li- I, I like just... that. Yeah. Shout out to that Black Keys cover that I think a lot yeah. of people are hip to. That, that's a pretty good cover of that tune. Yeah, this is this is a song that has that droney kind of Indian influence thing in it, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Because it kind of all sits on one thing, the, and then the, it does a little tag at the end. The bridge in the song, the when it goes like, oh, the timing changes too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, that is like super crazy. The mm. like time change in the bridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that, and then my second one, I'm gonna go for it. I don't think it was taken yet. I'm gonna go Norwegian Wood. Oh I'm a Norwegian no, you Wood guy stole it from under I once had a girl. I get oh, hot I and cold. She once I get had me. I get hot and cold with Norwegian Wood, but it's. A I great do too. Tune. I do too. But I, I love this song, man. Like, the the verse, the core, everything about it, man. It's just so good, and it's the, that super memorable. The best like, part is the bridge, the, the yeah. all the minor stuff, yeah, the right. harmonies. Yeah, man. Yeah, oh, the, with I, the bathtub line. Yeah, right. this song I was like, I've always kind of written off, and when I made my master list, I have like you know my categories of like love, like dislike, and hate or whatever. And this I thought was gonna be middle of the pack, and it ended up being like seventh on my list. Like yeah. I really like this song a lot. Yeah, yeah. On sec on another list. Also, yeah. maybe the first Beatles reference of the fool, right? Of that uh, mm. nature. Mm. I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, Luca, up to you next. All right, I am going to go with one of my favorite Paul McCartney songs. Uh, I'm going to go with Michelle, uh, My Bell. I love the French lyric or like pseudo French, whatever it is, fake French. I don't know. I don't speak French. <laughs> I love that aspect of it. It's really cr- get Paul McCartney like hears a vibe of music and can like 
replicate it incredibly mm. well, except for Ubla D, Ubla Da. Come on, man. Uh, every <laughs> he, put, he put the black face paint on while he recorded and everything. All right. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, having said that, Michelle is a great like take on that, just like yeah. French cabaret kind of oh, style yeah. music, and it's f- kind of funny in yeah. its own uh, way. I love that song, Paul McCartney as best doing mm. his like step into vaudeville right. soon would do. Um, yeah, so. I like the uh, like no t- no tone on little guitar counterpoint uh, solo thing. Dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun. Yeah, that's yeah, master of pastiche, man. Like Paul McCartney just finds a style and he can perfectly replicate it. Yeah, um, so good. And also that was like the A and B with Norwegian Wood because they were competitive so they would write songs they'd hear someone write about a certain topic and then they would write one about that so they were like writing those at the same time yeah hearing each other through the walls and being like oh I can write a song about girl bird this yeah Um, All right, it survived my only one to survive all of your picks in my top section Uh, my next pick is supposedly the only song that John Lennon ever praised Paul McCartney for writing. And it is the choral supple song here, there and everywhere, Mm. which has beautiful harmonies. It's uh, just like a very dreamy, um, you know, throwback to kind of like doo-wop music that like soft doo-wop music. And then my next one is, the ode to Motown got to get you into my life off of Revolver, which I just love. I love the horns. I love how raucous it is and how soulful it is. I love the new horn separation on the new mix. Oh, yeah. Right. And I also want to say that I thought uh, your first pick there, which was um, – Ah, what was Here, it? There. Here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Right. I thought that was going to be your first pick starting off the gate. I nope. thought that was going to be your first. Mm. I think it was number seven, number six on my master, seven on my master list. A little further. Yeah. yeah. I thought it would be higher, but I had to give some respect to ones I like a little bit more. Mm. Yeah. All right, Luca, back to you. Okay. We're getting, all right, we're now, we're about halfway through. This is dangerous territory. <laughs> oh, no. We're getting into <laughs> We are getting down kind of into I can't the, wait to see what's left over at the end. <laughs> kind of getting into the nitty-gritty here. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with my heart here, and it may not be the right choice, but it's my heart. I'm going to go with Girl off of uh, Rubber Soul. I love yeah. uh, John Lennon's Talking angsty, about that today. Um, vocal inhale. That also sounds like he may be inhaling a joint. Um, and I like the take on that. I like how moody it kind of is. Also love the bridge or middle eight, oh, whatever it is, yeah. where it goes like, dum, 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 yeah. dum, dum, dum. Very strange, very weird, um, almost like uh, English folk music. Mm-hmm. Also, I believe in that song, they go, tit, 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 <laughs> tit, 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 tit. Yeah. They keep saying the word tit. Because they thought it was funny, and because <laughs> the Beach Boys go la and ooh, right. so they thought they'd be very uh, who they were and yeah. say Monty Python esque, yeah, right, yes, right, which is very funny. Yeah. So, uh, girl, girl, yeah, I used to get kind of like sleepy immediately listening to that song, so I wouldn't listen to the full thing. But I, yeah, that the middle on is like gets so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. I and it's just with like the other when it jangles back. Yeah. I just like the A B it's a yeah. weird song. And it has that Frenchy nature too where yeah. yeah. Yeah, and 
works with the whole concept yeah. of Rubber Soul being like a folky rock yeah. album. So. Yeah. Folk soul. Uh, all right. Well, onward. I'll. Oh, I'm gonna go. go. I'm gonna go with uh, "Love You Too," the psychedelic sitari raga, if you will. If if Respect. the Beatles wrote a raga, uh, this would be it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. There are some other Beatles ragas. <laughs> yeah. Is, no. There are. This is the first. This is the first. This is raga one. Um, <laughs> I love this song, man. And I don't know what I don't know what uh, Indian yeah. instrument it is, but it's that like harmonium that thing. That's harmonium. I assume so. Where it's that like wind oh, pipe the, organ. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a big harmonium thing in the back. Yeah. Um, I love that song, and uh, yeah, man, I just love. I mean, George Harrison's uh, sitar career was pretty short, but I do love. Uh, I do love he this does one. What he, did. Yeah. he learned from Ravi, man. That Ravi's yeah. the guy. So. Uh, and then the next one, I'm going to take a bullet for you guys. I mean, maybe it's a bullet. <laughs> oh, come no, Maybe it's, it's a bullet. It's not the bullet, but it's one of them. Uh, I'm going to go with I Want to Tell You. Uh, I like that song. I think that has one of Jeff's least favorite musical moments on it. It was last on my list. And it holds that chord for so long. I'm like, someone kill me. That is why I love that song. I'm like, yes, give me discomfort. Make me feel like be off-putting. It's much better. It's much better in the original mix. It's way more. That chord is way Ugh. more buried in the original mix. Where in the, <laughs> Give in it that to me front mix, and center. I love it. That new Make mix me it is bold in the middle. Also, yeah. I, I don't like that chord. And also, wherever it goes on the bridge is like very George Harrison. We're like this chord progression does not make much sense. <laughs> it is so <laughs> angular and strange of yeah. like. There's, it seems like some of these chords should be major or minor, and they just aren't. They're Doesn't just matter. Did Doesn't matter. I don't give a shit about any of the rest of the song. I'm in it for those clashing uh, Thank, those you, clashing for, thank notes. you for taking that one. You're welcome. I knew it was your bullet, so I figured I'll take it. I'm not taking the one, though. That one. <laughs> Go oh, on. Oh, man. All right. Uh, those were my two. Okay. So now Luke. on to Luke. I'm going to uh, take a song that I actually enjoy. We're okay. going to uh, go underwater with Ringo's first aquatic <laughs> song, The Yellow Submarine. <laughs> this is a song largely lost written a lot of good men on that song. by John Lennon, strangely, yeah. who would write some of these like kind of childy songs. Yeah. And um, I think largely taken up by Paul McCartney as a fun adventure to make a creative <sighs> song. I loved this. This is one of the first Beatles songs I liked or remember liking. So that's why I still like it here. Um, shout out to the full steamer head. Uh, thank um, you. Noises. My favorite part of the song. Also, the um, band that plays in the middle yeah. is clippings of uh, of a uh, full band. And then they uh. took the clippings, threw it on the table, and rearranged them. And it played almost the same way it was recorded originally. <laughs> so that's why that sounds pretty good. Uh, another interesting factoid on that song. Um, mm. And I love it's Ringo's personality all day long. It's fun. It's um, warm hearted. Yeah. It's the Yellow Submarine is it's it's a weird tune for Lennon to write, but I yeah. like it. Yeah, I just I think my my negatives about the song is because this song became so huge. And like we talked about the the conversation of like the songs people name as like oh this is the iconic Beatles song this is always thrown in there and I'm like get that fucking bum out of the room it doesn't belong it doesn't belong Ugh. but in a lot of ways but, the tape yeah. manipulation right. over it with the adding in a found piece of music yeah. very 
right pushing it in the yeah. and the 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 grinding the noise making yeah. um i think that blew a lot of people's minds back sure. they were like oh it sounds like we're on a submarine yeah. so yeah. also very cool for little kids to be like it sounds like we're on a submarine you know yeah yeah i always like that so respect respect that's that's where i'm coming at it from the old submarine i'll take it also uh fun movie mike's gotta see it he's never seen it what's that oh mike? i've never seen oh, it either no. mike doesn't even know about the nowhere man Oh yeah, I don't. Who living in a nowhere land? Yeah. Um, All right. So my my next go, two, um, Luke took a, a Ringo pick. I am now taking a song that for the longest time I thought was sung by Ringo because Paul is singing it so Ringo esque, and that's the song off Rubber Soul called "You Won't See Me." Mm. And I know, yeah, yeah. He has that like always flat double track type of Ringo type of sound yeah. of that. Um, but I love that you will see me like that weird you little kids type thing. Me. Yeah, I love uh, it. I also love the bridge. In, <laughs> I love the bridge in that song. Yes. Time time. After time. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, I love like all yeah. the all the bridges on Rubber Soul are like my favorite yeah. Beatles bridges because they like were writing them really well at the yeah. time and like or always putting them in their songs. So yeah, yeah. like a lot of them on there. Yep. Um, and then my next pick is the song I would play as my wake up song, which is the jazzy vaudevillian type of Paul McCartney song, Good Day Sunshine. Mm. Um, that was going to be my just next Just a pick. bright bright and sunshiny song. Yeah. And a little <laughs> soft shoe, a little tap dance. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I love how it's... <laughs> in the beginning and then yeah it becomes like a mary poppins song yeah, exactly but it's so good though yeah it's good all, all right, right luca luke uh i'm going to go with a george harrison song uh think for yourself off of rubber soul mm. um i like this song it's a little preachy from george harrison he could kind of be like that and mm. i like the way he uses words like opaque they are yep. very kind of of George Harrison's nature. Um, and I like the fuzz bass that plays in here. The down, oh, yeah. down, 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 yeah, down. Yeah. Um, some very cool stuff going on in there. I, and this is kind of like rockabilly-ish? Yeah, kind, yeah. it's it's kind of got that vibe going on. It's kind of more like – it's 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 definitely that 60s, yeah. like, psyche yeah. soul thing going on. Yeah, yeah. So the rubber soul, if you will. Right on. Um, so my last and final two picks. I'm gonna kind of yep. go out uh, as a as a rocker. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the word. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I love this song. Uh, that survived a long time. It did survive picked. a long. time. I was kind of surprised that that one wasn't taken yet. Next on my list. Um, but uh, mm. I do love the. I love that song. Same thing. Big Wooly, Paul McCartney bass. Mm. It's got the whole thing, and it's got that tax man sort of snap to it. It's yeah. got that kind of thing. So I love that song. And then my final pick of the evening will be a bullet that I'm taking for my man Jeffrey. I know he's not a big fan of the song. We're gonna go with the good, the good doctor, Doctor Robert. I so. got a prescription. <laughs> it's for illicit drugs. Uh, also, uh, Doctor Robert. We gotta note the yeah. bridge in that song with the crazy love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink Floyd. Yeah. Pre Pink Floyd. Pre Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Yeah. So Very there you strange. go. My last two. The rockers. gift that keeps on giving. That's Dr. it. Robert. Doctor Robert. Very orchestral. All right, Luke. Final pick. Final practice, doctor. Your license has been revoked. There's not a lot street left. Street doctor, that's Listen, why. Listen, there's... No, there's not much left. There, there, it, we got 
three songs on the board. What are the three songs on the board? Can I have um, The songs are Run For Your Life, Wait, and What Goes On. Oh, I'm going to go. choose one. I'm going to go with What Goes On. I knew it. It's Country a- Western, <laughs> straight from Liverpool. Straight from Liverpool. Um, I, I think this is a Ringo song that works really well. Um, yeah. I really like that they wrote him like a country song that worked well. Yeah. And it's it sounds cool. I'm into it. Uh, and it definitely has that like birdsy, sweetheart of the rodeo flavor yeah. Yeah. way before that came out. And backing track's really good. Yeah. First Ringo co-writing credit. Really? Yep. Uh, he he claims he only wrote about five words of it, but he got a co-writing credit on the song with Lennon and McCartney. Nice, the first one on any Beatles album. Go Ringo! Shout out to Ocean Liner, uh, Ocean Liner, Carolina. That song okay. that he is trying to write and get back. Yeah, quintessential Ringo. The yeah. words were something about the tides of time. I think <laughs> it's I think it's in the second verse of the song. Yeah. All right, Jeffrey. All right, my last pick. Let's go. What are the picks? What are the, are the options? We have uh, Run For Your Life or Wait. Um, my last pick, the last pick to be taken, will be the song Wait, mm. which I have almost no recollection of. <laughs> but uh, it's higher on my list because Run For Your Life is one of those kind of like, is this kind of like borderline predatory type of songwriting? Oh, I think it's... Uh, I think it's just a play. It's I th- cheeky. I think it's Lennon being cheeky, but it's also and but there's also a lot of murdering. It's women. dark. There's yeah, a lot of murdering. Dark. They murder the girl in Norwegian Wood, and yeah. they murder the girl in Run for Your Life. Um, I also think it's a play on it's Elvis. Like it's a play yeah. on like the old like I'd rather see you dead kind of thing. But I don't think people played it off. The over enunciation like of the words too. Yeah, like you know, I think yeah. it was more like a pull on like that old Elvisy rockabilly yeah. kind of song, and I just don't think people pull it off like it's a yeah. cheeky play in the modern day. So that's the yeah. untaken pick. I- explain what wait is, because I have no recollection. Um, wait <laughs> is a backing wait. Wait's backing track was recorded during the help sessions and okay. was not mm. used. And when they were completing Revolver, was brought back up to be reworked on can you hum a little bit of melody uh, possibly wait until you come back to oh my yes side. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it was it was top of my heap of my last category my last group yeah because um, it is nice it's it, like a throwback to their help and it is, earlier yeah. days it is a really yeah. great song Good as harmonies. soon as you learn that it was tracked during help you could tell yeah. though because the bass listen to the bass on um drive my car and mm. then listen to the bass on wait and you're like, oh yeah, Def- two different, yeah. two different. Because wait is just doom, doom, doom. It's just very it, like, even like yeah. the tone, the tone right. on uh, drive my car is so fat and wooly. And mm. then this is just like, okay, it's old Beatles. You can still tell they hadn't figured out how to record the bass yeah. yet. Yeah, that's a rubber soul. Yeah, deep cut. Um, well, but good tune nonetheless. Yes. And run for your life, not taken, gentlemen. I knew that was going to be the song, not taken. It's been a pleasure. Alex, do you want to read down our list, please, for us? Can you read down um, person by person of our, like, final Rubber Soul Revolver uh, mini albums? So, starting with Mike, your album goes as follows. Uh, This is in the selection that, or the order that you selected Please, thank you. Uh, Your first first track on the album would be Tax Man, going into Drive My Car, Nowhere Man, She Said, She Said, into Norwegian wood, love you too. I want to tell you the word, and then closing with Doctor Robert. Doctor Robert, your album's 
not Yeah, great. the word. Your album is like yesterday and today. It opens well. The word but survives so long. Album. Yeah. The word was the the sleeper pick of the whole draft, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. On All right. next. On to Lukey. On to Luke. Let's see how mine plays. Your okay. album opens up with If I Needed Someone. Going into I'm Only Sleeping. In My Life. The, the morning song. <laughs> Wake up. I go back to bed. <laughs> then going into In And Your Bird Can Sing. Michelle. Girl. Yellow Submarine. Think for yourself. And then you close with What Goes On. I don't like Paul McCartney that much. Good closer. Yeah. Good closer. Yeah. Yeah, closer. you're right. It is a good yeah. closer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anti-Paul. Yeah. You took the most amount of sleepy songs. I took all the yeah, Lennon. Man. And yeah. Lennon's like, I took Drowsy. all the moody. Anything moody, I took the moody yeah. songs. Don't play Luke's version before 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And to round it off, all Jeffrey's right. album. A lot, of sad, a lot of sad songs. A lot of sad boy hours. All right, let's do it. Sad boy hours. <laughs> you open with Tomorrow Never Knows. I cry. Kick it off. For No One is your next track. Going into Eleanor Rigby. Your middle goes into I'm Looking Through You. Here, there, and everywhere. Got to get you into my life. Paul, all Paul. You won't see me. Good day, sunshine. And then you end with wait. There you go. Yo. You, you were like Paul-centric. Respect it. Yeah. <laughs> you know me, man. Uh, you know fan me. Boy. George, you know me. Yeah. I'm Lennon. You are Paul. And Alex is Ringo. Because <laughs> uh-huh. he's here. He's here early. He's ready to work. That's it, man. And he's we all just fuck go. around. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there you go, guys. The 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 next in, uh, you know, maybe this time next year we'll do another Beatles album draft. There's plenty of music to go around, so we could probably t- select another two. But what do you think? What's If you had to piece together, uh, you know, a, a greatest hits out of these two, like what would you what would you select? It's an interesting uh can we do our today rankings? Where do Rubber Soul and Revolver fit for you on oh, your man? After listening to all these tracks, to get prepared for this. So we listened to yep. Revolver a couple weeks ago, and I was yep. like, "Oh, I love Revolver." And then I listened to Rubber Soul again, and I was like, "I love Rubber Soul." You're more, yeah, way more of a Rubber Soul person yeah. than I am a Revolver person. Even yeah. though I think Revolver is like a way more like expansive record. Yeah. I like Revolver way better because of the harmony singing. Oh, you and- mean Rubber Soul? Yeah, that's what I mean. I like Rubber Soul better because of the harmony singing and that's like all over it and it's really pop rocky mm. and folky and yeah. I re- really enjoy the bridges. Yeah. For reference, you guys took all the songs out of Revolver first. Rubber Soul ended with the duds. Yeah. 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 On my master list, I I think the highs are slightly higher on Revolver, but the lows are slightly lower on Revolver. Mm. Yeah, I would I say, know. Um, you know, since we covered Revolver last, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, this. I think this is my number one, and then Rubber Soul was kind of number two. I think that just went oh. like that for me in this really? listening to, because I fucking love Rubber Soul, man. I do. I my love it. My favorite Beatles record, I still think, though, is Let It Be. Let It Be is, like, still probably yeah. my favorite Beatles So record. these are somewhere in the two, to, two, two three, and three range. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely Rubber Soul is, like, my two or three yeah i had a lot more respect for rubber soul after this listen um yeah they are the twin sisters man they are so both pretty equal in terms of like what they mean and what they achieve um i still think i like revolver a little bit more like the highs a little bit more yeah but is that your number one number one no what's your number one it can't be because i looked at my master list and i was like well, if there's two songs that I'm like, ugh, about, 
My number num- number one, number one, Beatles album, Abbey Road. Yeah. But yeah. that's because for me, the worst song in Abbey Road is Octopus's Garden. Okay. And even that is so, better than Rub- Yellow Submarine. I'm going to jump over this table. We <laughs> all know Maxwell Silverhammer. Listen, is, oh, have some respect for Mal Evans, I who love, played the hammer. I love Maxwell Silverhammer. Me too. Bang, bang, Maxwell <laughs> But I do, I, I, I will put these both. You know, I, I thought they were four or five, and they're closer to two or three, depending on the day. Yeah. Yeah, great right albums, on. man. Classics. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Another one in the books. Until next year, we hope you enjoyed our Beatles extravaganza. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. What's what's your favorite Beatles album, too? I mean, shit, throw that in there, you know? Um, Beatles for sale. As uh, Yo, Mar- this dude, Mark at work, was like magical mystery tour today. I was like, whoa. That's, that yeah, we're like, I was like, loop. Hey, Mark, what's, Jay your, what's your favorite? <laughs> yeah, man, I was dude. like, you're getting down to Blue Jay Way. Bulldog, something about a bulldog. <laughs> no, Hey Bulldog's out on there. That's on uh, Oh, that's on the full. Oh, uh, okay. Your mother should know. Yeah. yeah, man, getting that down. went through me for a loop. Anyway, Beatles, baby. as always, like and comment and subscribe. And a quick shout out to Aunt Janie. She is a huge Beatles fan, and she let me know that uh, anytime we cover the Beatles, that she likes that when we cover the Beatles. So yeah. uh, this one's for you, Aunt Janie. And a shout out we to a lady you. who I met and told me to turn off the Beatles, and I said, "Why?" She said, "I think the monkeys are better than Beatles." <laughs> <laughs> Are they not? To anyway, Davey Jones. this has been this is, to Davy Jones has been Get the Garage. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for Bye. listening. Bye.